You're listening to the Common Fan Podcast, a Husker football podcast for the common fan by the common fan. Welcome back, Husker Nation, to another edition of the Common Fan Podcast. I am TJ Burkle, as always, alongside Maddie Owens, Sr. and Geoff in Lincoln. The Huskers lose a heartbreaker in Madison, 24-17 to 17 in overtime. Guys, for real, I genuinely, like organically, reactionarily, if that's a word, threw my hat last night. Just, <laughs> just another. Why? <laughs> Maddie Owens Sr. drops the sound effects once again. I Thank had you, to. Matthew. I had to. It's just how we're feeling, we're, right? Uh, we're just. We don't know if things are going to get better. <laughs> just like another gut punch. Just like we like <laughs> we have that red hot start. It feels like we're going to run away with it. Then it feels like they're going to come back and run away with it. And then we claw our way back to overtime. And then. <laughs> I did that thing where I looked in the mirror and like tried to make my smell smile, like on the Joker movie, where I grab my cheeks like this and just try to force a smile. <laughs> a Doesn't single work. Teardrop for, on my Doesn't work. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was it was rough. It was rough, and, guys. And you know better than us, Owens. You saw it up close and personal. I saw I was it just, you, up you did, close we, and personal. Yeah, we, I was. It was, uh, yeah. I mean, but nothing. You know, it's it's weird, and it's not. It's does. It's not apathy, but um, you know, you you. I guess I'm I'm more surprised these days when we pull off a win than uh, when something like that happens, and that's just too bad. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we want to hear more about your trip to Madison, Matteo. Very quickly, fellow Common fans, uh, please make sure to follow the podcast on your streaming platform of choice. Give us a follow on Twitter at, at CommonFanGBR. Find us on Instagram and Facebook, and you can email us at CommonFanGBR at gmail.com. We have had some additional email traffic to the common fan account and we will get dig into that um uh this episode or next um look at we got we got all kinds of sound effects here <laughs> was that the sound of an email coming in right now is that what that, that was that's just that's the sound of a super high-tech savvy podcast <laughs> we have we have sound effects we have computer noises this just we're just like if you you know you can email us for all your IT needs as well, fellow commenters. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what we're here for. Pew, pew, uh, pew, Matteo, pew. how was how was how was Madison? All right, you know it, it's maybe it's like you said, uh, the loss is a gut punch, but hopefully there were some positives. You took your two boys. Uh, tell us about the trip. I did, I did. You know it was uh, except for the end result, it was it was a very very good memorable trip. Um, hopefully the boys remember it for a long time to come um pre you know great beautiful town beautiful campus great college town i mean maybe it's just me being you know a landlocked uh idiot from nebraska but i had no clue they had those two huge lakes um 
like basically surrounding the campus. Um, Didn't know that uh, either. Just a, just a, like you're driving through there and like this just looks like a college town. Um, really, really cool. Now I will say um, I took a little bit of issue with the logistics of the infrastructure in Madison, um, the roads, um, you know, I had being a Lincolnite where you've got lettered and numbered streets going east and west and north and south, very easy to navigate. Madison, yeah. not so much, um, but very good. You know, game day was super fun. The weather couldn't have been, couldn't have been better. Um, pre-game, we went to, uh, um, we did some lunchtime at State Street Brats. Nice. Um, shout out to Joe Ritz and uh who was a who's a kind of a day one uh common fan uh, by the um, way com- og nice. yeah. uh, Joe ritz um put it out into the twitter verse sorry sorry to interrupt here matteo but it's worth interrupting uh there's a they, they've got another ritz coming uh to join they, they, there's oh, another ritz another let's ritz go out of, <laughs> so, out of boy joe yeah, big time congratulations i believe you said it was a baby girl due in uh may well and now now i'm not going to be able to find it um he does but, do a lot uh, of interaction congrats, with us. congrats congrats to joe ritz yeah congrats, he does joe. a lot of interaction and retweeting on the x yeah adding another little ritz to the family in may excited to welcome our girl next year so nice uh, one boy, of the joe. one of the og congrats. Fans. congratulations, congratulations. You've done it again, Joe. Yep. Well done. Well Good done. Done. Well done you. young man. Uh all right. And 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 hell of a recommendation on State Street Brats, apparently. Yes. So Joe, Joe, Joe Ritz, Ritz two. I got two recommendations. I'm a little disappointed in the common fans, but I understand. Um <laughs> two two recommendations of State Street. It was from Joe Ritz and our old childhood friend Ronnie. Uh, so thank oh, you, nice. Ronnie. Roncho. Um, appreciate that, buddy. Um the red brought uh, the atmosphere. They're great. The place was packed. There wasn't an. We saw. We found one open table. It was outside. A little chilly in the shade, but we managed. Uh, we're tough. Um, the spotted cow was delicious. The red brought was delicious. Um, so that was fun. The only problem is we got down down to the kind of Madison campus area way too early. So we had a lot of time we had to kill. But um, no, great time. Beautiful campus. We kind of went over to this little trailer area for that NBC Peacock had set up for Big Ten Saturday night. You know, they fa- they put ends on the boys' faces, face painted. They gave us these free towels. Um, so that part was cool. And Camp Randall, just kind of a bucket list thing for me, like sort of finally for seeing sure. it there and witnessing all yeah. that. Jump around was cool. Um, yeah, how was the in-game experience in the stadium? In-game, um, I will say the stadium is okay. Um, you know, we, we hear a lot of talk about our stadium here in Lincoln lately, but they, you know, they don't, in my opinion, Camp Randall sure doesn't have Memorial Stadium beat. They can't beat the old gray lady. The one place that I felt they do have us beat is concessions for the upper levels. Um, And and unless something's different now and and I'm mistaken at Memorial Stadium, you kind of have to go down to kind of like a main concourse area. But once you get down there, plenty, plenty, plenty of options in terms of what you're looking for, for game day fair. Um, uh, up there in Madison, not so much. Every concession stand had the same stuff. They had each had we noticed had one item different. So one had like a Cuban wrap, one had Wisconsin mac and cheese, but every one of them just had hot dog, brat, nachos, popcorn, candy, pop. Huh. Um, huh. so not a lot of selection. 
Um, so I will, I will, I do have a little bit of a gripe about that, but you know what? Um, just no. another area where Nebraska is superior to, I think, many, many <laughs> college football programs. I mean, they're missing um, that hot beef and cabbage hot pack. I, I knew you were you... going to say that. I knew right. you were going to say bastard. <laughs> I can't believe they don't have that there. What a shame, huh? Um, but other than that, it was great. You know, the, the jump around is the boys really love the jump around. I got some good video of them doing it. Um, I was a little bit iffy on whether I should be doing it or not. I feel like I'm partaking <laughs> in another team's tradition. Like, am I supporting them by doing that? Um, I would have felt it was cool. It, yeah, I felt it, but it, the stadium does kind of vibrate, kind of shake a little bit, kind of cool. Um, mm-hmm. their, their fans wasn't full. And I thought it was weird, and I guess this happens a lot. The, the student section um, didn't fill in until like 10, 15 minutes before kickoff, which I thought was weird. Um, and then, you know, gradually they're coming in more and more. By the middle of the second quarter, I would say, you know, all the students that were going to show up were going to be there. It wasn't totally full, but, you know, we've had that issue too here lately. Um, but, you know, one of the things that I did, my a takeaway for me was how awesome traveling Husker fans are. Like we were way up yes. in the nosebleeds, tons of Husker fans around, and mostly like I would say age range 50 years and older. Wow. And they were Good rabid, like fired up. Like they had gone real hard pregame and you know, standing up, clapping, giving doing go big red chance. Um, so the we me and the boys had a great time. We you know we thought about moving down closer, but then we like, well, we kind of still want to stick around this group of old. Um, old head diehard Husker fans. <laughs> right. Um, because it was how, it was a lot of fun. Did you how, did you find Charlie? We didn't find Charlie. Uh, so Charlie Charlie, we, Charlie and I were texting. Uh common fans, Charlie Cologne, uh friend of the program, uh oh, did our Purdue recap with uh, recap with us. Um Charlie was in section R, which was clear across the other side of the stadium. So like uh, okay. we're on the damn. uh damn, west damn. side, Charlie was on the east side. Okay. I'm like, uh, you know, I thought about if if we would have pulled it off, though, I was going to go find <laughs> Charlie. I was yeah. finding Charlie because I yeah, wanted yeah. to hug Charlie if we pulled that sucker <laughs> off. Well, but it was a uh, great time. Great, very memorable. Char- great time in Madison. Uh, I'll go back uh, someday. How were how were the opposing fans? Were they good to you? Bad to you? You know what? what? I had heard horror stories about that. Um, One of them from our buddy Dan. Shout out uh, Dan Morrow. Um, which I also, had, also had heard since that, you mentioned since you mentioned that Matty, I'm currently roughing him up in fantasy. Just <laughs> oh, that's that's good. He needs Sorry, it this year. Yep. He needs Sorry, it. Uh, but Dan was telling me how the how the fans were just like super mean and crazy. And I look over another buddy of ours, Bix, and think, Bix goes, "He had he had it coming. He deserved it." And I'm like, "Oh, okay." Dan, well, that a makes sense. Dan's just yeah. a little sensitive. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he had it so he, apparently, the old sixty year old lady that was screaming obscenities at him, Dan might have <laughs> had it coming. Uh, but no, we didn't have like my son was saying that too. He said he you know the, he'd heard they were mean, and like we didn't have one instance where anybody was mean or or said it, even any vulgar language uh to us which i appreciate i mean i know yeah, it can yeah. happen in, in a testosterone filled football game but uh <laughs> yeah i'd rather not earmuff my kids at a football game if i can right if i can right. do it that's so. good nice good to hear all right well unfortunately you didn't uh you didn't have reason to hug charlie uh because the huskers lose another gun I, i've thought about this a lot guys and i thought we could spend just a few minutes on it but being a Nebraska football fan, literally like going back a decade now, I would even include some of the Polini years in this. Being a Nebraska football fan is like Lucy with the football, right? 
Yeah. We keep thinking, we keep getting things like we keep getting it pulled away from us. We keep thinking that we're on the cusp of something, we're on the verge of something. And this happens within the course of seasons. This happens within the course of single games. Um, I go back to one, one, we were just talking before recording here, guys. One example I think of is 2014 when we went into Madison, we went into Wisconsin eight and one, I think it was. And then we go up 17, three on that side. People, I think people forget that we go up 17, three. Yeah. And it was like, we're going to run away from these guys. We're in the college football playoff conversation. Like, here we go. And then, and we were still up 17, 10 at half, by the way, Mm -hmm. but Melvin Gordon had already started his, his already started his, uh, I don't know what the word is explosion. Um, And then, so Melvin Gordon runs for a country mile and we end up getting blown out, like shockingly just blown out. Um, And suddenly like this, this season, you know, I think we still went nine and three that year, but this season, I think we ended up losing to Minnesota the following week. And again, we probably, you know, we had a lead in and then lost and like the season just took a drastic turn. It felt like. And so like that happens, that's happened even going back to when we were good. Right. And then, and then obviously more recently, I mean, how, you know, I was thinking about this, how many games, you know, Illinois in 2015, we have a 13 point lead going into the fourth quarter. I think it was Frost's first year against Northwestern. We have a two touchdown lead going into the fourth quarter. Um, how, you know, how many leads have we blown? How many times have we done this? Like how many times have we thought within the course of a game, things were headed a certain direction and then, and then they and then they completely fall apart. But again, like I, I, there's so many ways you could view this. It happens within single games, like last night. <laughs> it happens with it, like you could also view this season as that way, where we go from two and three to five and three. It feels like we've found our groove. Uh, we beat Purdue mm-hmm. to get to five and three in our most sort of demonstrative win to date, and then we got Michigan State and Maryland coming up right after that. Michigan State at the time coming off of six straight losses. Maryland at the time, what were they coming off of? Four straight losses. Yeah. Wisconsin, Wisconsin coming off of two or three in a row. They just lost. They, yeah. they just lost to Northwestern. Yeah. yeah. Embarrassing. Every single so, one of these games, you know, we're thinking like, okay, this team's down. They're a wounded duck. We're playing for something. We're until as of you know as of Friday two days ago, we were still playing for the West as far as that goes. Yeah. Right. Playing for bowl eligibility, all of that. And, you know, I want to, I am excited to get to the point where we're not hoping to catch a team when they're down and we don't care. And we get back to the point where we just beat up on people because we're good. But right now I think all all Husker fans would take anything they can get. And, you know, again, like Lucy with the, we're five and three, we're certainly getting to a bowl game, no question about it. And then suddenly it's like, okay, comes down to Iowa, whether or not we're (laughs) going bowling. Like we wanted it not to happen. It's it's exactly like we wanted it not to happen. I would say to teach to your point, like not only do we get things taken away from us, but by God, do we like to give things to people too? I mean, you go back to 2014 with Melvin Gordon. We basically signed that guy's NFL contract because that guy made millions of dollars off of him just beating the hell of a, out of us in one game. He's gone on to do nothing in the NFL, but we've made him be awesome just because of that. We that's made a, that's a bitter fantasy player right there. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, it is it really <laughs> is. Also, uh, name escapes me. The quarterback from last night for. Uh, okay. Right. Like you said, make him look like Jalen Hurts. He's playing, I wanted, with a broke, he's playing with a broken hand. 
Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to text I you. Know, I didn't know the guy could run. I wanted yeah. to text you guys so bad last night because I thought of this during the game when I kept hearing his name. So I kept thinking every time Mordecai escaped from the pocket, Mordecai, that's I it. kept thinking of Royal Tenenbaums. <laughs> Go, Mordecai. <laughs> Go, oh, Mordecai. Some bitches molting. But- <laughs> but we can't we we just make sometimes we just have those games where we just give them something we make somebody look unbelievably awesome for four quarters and it just yes. that we give them their streak breaking win that that they've been looking for we've done that yes. three games in a row now we're constantly oh, and there was that- just, go ahead go ahead tj no i'm just we're constantly giving them giving everybody what they want and it just yes. sucks there was that throw sucks. that throw early in the game that Mordecai threw and it landed like 10 yards short. Like, you know, yeah. kind of just threw it into the turf and it was like, okay, man, like this guy doesn't have it. You know, Braylon Allen's supposed to be hurt. Like we might, we might win this thing by yeah. four touchdowns. You know, we scored sort of easily on the first two drives and it was lit. And, and, and they, that was the other thing, like everyone, not everyone, you saw a bit before the game on Twitter and on, in the media about, you know, there's concern in Madison. These guys have given up. You know, it's the first day of deer season. How many people are going to be at the game? Right. There's concern. There's fickle may have lost the yeah. team. And then we get up 14, nothing and they don't look very good. And it's like, okay, here we go. Like, yeah. I think yes. we're just going to steamroll these guys. Yep. And of course we'd all take, we'd all have taken a one point win, whatever you get to just take the win no matter what. But again, it's just like these drastic swings. And I'm sure some of it is due to, you know, Husker fans, notorious, unrealistic expectations, right? Yeah. I'm sure that's part of it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, in, in given times, but, you know, we're to this point. Is it too much to ask for that sixth win? Northwestern just beat no. them. Is it too well, much well, to well, ask? Well, no, to go no, in there and get a win? Ask. How, how maddening, though, that, like, we really handled Braylon Allen pretty damn well. I mean, 22 carries, 62 yards, that's 2.8 per carry. Yes. It was, it was Mordecai scrambling that oh. was like what killed us and then also guys i was telling maddie jr about this the wisconsin receivers won the battle against our secondary those guys were finding open spots yes, yes and yeah. getting the ball and catching the ball and making a little bit little little something happen after they caught the ball those guys i mean i love our secondary and they have been great this year um but the wisconsin receivers and mordecai with his legs was was yep. what did us in there was a couple of plays, I think, where we had him stop dead to rights in the backfield. Like we just weren't making open field tackles like we usually do. No, like, and we a, didn't. We didn't get enough pressure on him, guys. Like, did yeah. did we have maybe one sack? I don't even know for sure. Uh, uh, I'm looking um, at the box score right two. now. Hold on. Yeah. We did because I uh, big back sack. Yeah, I was really excited right, about that. Right. Reimer one, Butler one. So two sacks. But it sure it sure felt like he had forever back there. He did a lot of those plays. Yeah. He did have all day, and there was just nothing we could do. Their their de- or and, offensive line you know, was just stopping us dead in our tracks. Part of that, I wondered if that was part of our game plan too, though, because some of those it looked like we were just kind of waiting for him, just hanging back, and maybe drop instead of you know bringing six, you know we're rushing four and dropping a couple extra guys back trying to confuse him. But I don't know. It just seemed like he'd 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 leak out and then you know get nine ten yards whatever he needed to get the first down. Yeah. So, um, well, go ahead, Jeff. No, the one thing I was gonna I was gonna bring up is who was that? Uh, was it a lineman that we had that play where Wisconsin had that play drawn up where it, I think it was one of their scoring plays where we had a big old dude 
that was yeah ty deep. robinson dropping back in the coverage <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know why but i mean i shouldn't have been laughing because it was at our expense but i could not stop laughing <laughs> he made he made a valiant effort to try to tip <laughs> he that did. ball. actually jump, jump big fella jump you got this yeah <laughs> oh on the wheel um, route you're talking about on the yeah. wheel route he scored on yeah yeah um <laughs> no i did not like that but Look, we don't. We're going to get into the game recap. I don't want to. We don't. We don't want to. I think the the reason I bring up Lucy with the football is to again we we went over this on the first uh, inaugural Common Fan episode, and I want to say it again. Like, hats off to all of you, Common Common fans. Like, w- this is just like <laughs> almost comical. The number of one score losses, the number of blown leads, all the things we've been through as a fan base, and we still have. People like Matteo driving the boys up there for the game on Saturday and encountering hundreds, yes, probably thousands of other Husker fans who are trying to will this team to a six victory in a bowl game. And so like hold tight Husker fans. We don't, we don't even have to say this. We know we don't have to say this. Like we no. Husker fans will stick with it. Um, but man, and then let's like, let's not lose sight. We have one more shot. Yeah. And as of as of this recording on Sunday night, we've gone from a point and a half underdog to a point and a half favorite over like in the matter of like a day. Now that doesn't matter. What matters is what happens on the field on Friday. But like all is not lost. And you know, we'll get into the ramifications and what you know the kind of what it means for the season at a different point. But like we got a sh- we still got a shot here. And and we the team needs to bounce, they need to flush this loss. Coach Rule talked about how how emotional and gutted they were. And that's good. They care, but we need to flush this loss. We need to pivot and move on to Wisconsin, to Iowa, and the fans need to do the same. So I really bring up Lucy with the football. Yes, to to vent and uh, and indulge our our grievance and and our angst and our rage a little bit, but also to applaud Husker fans once again for continuing to put up the fight. And hopefully, hopefully, this is. You know, these painful lessons are in service of building something bigger and better and more sustainable. So, yeah, uh, we'll put a bow on that. Hats off to Matteo again for taking the boys and for repping the Common Fan podcast. True Uh, American. So to dig in. It's in our blood. It's in our blood. It's it's not going anywhere. Um, So digging in a little more specifically to the recap. um as we were just saying, guys, the first three drives, I thought we're in control of this game. Like, here we go. I think Wisconsin's going to cave. So, you know, uh, the, the first uh, Huskers get the ball and it was a broken play. I think pretty, pretty drop back to pass or he was, it was a pass play that was called and he had room to run and he took off guys. The thing that stuck out to me was that looked like a nice gain at first. He did not have, it didn't look like he had 50 yards in front of him to no. run he just wow. ran past everyone. Yeah. Like, you know, I didn't know Chubba had those wheels. He turned and, them on. And he really turned it on and just basically ran past everyone. And the Huskers were up seven, nothing. It was like, wait a second. What just happened? No, yeah. Are there flags? No flags. Are we winning? This is real. We scored a <laughs> touchdown in Madison in the first quarter. What's going on? Yeah. And you could hear a pin drop in that stadium too, man. It was awesome. All you heard was the Husker fan. And there were everybody in, in our area was chanting Chubba, Chubba. It was awesome. That's sweet. Cool. And then, and then on the second drive, you know, same deal. Chubba yeah. throws a dart to Jalen Lloyd, who just 
takes you know again that was like what it looked like a slant or something like yeah. it didn't it wasn't it wasn't you know a deep ball where he was obviously going to score but somehow he just runs past i, I was literally i looked my wife and i kind of looked at each other like what, what's happening here yeah who, who is this team i think i texted the guys like who is yeah. this team what is happening suddenly yeah. we're up 14 nothing on the badgers um everything's going our way when when wisconsin i will say guys i i thought it felt like early on even it looked like, look, look, the D held Wisconsin to 17 points in regulation. Heck of a fight. Heck of a job by the defense. They didn't look like what we've seen all year last night. Let's say that. They no. were getting pushed off the ball more. We were missing tackles more. Wisconsin was 7 of 15 on third down. Um, we weren't getting in the backfield, as, as you were just saying a minute ago. Mordecai felt like he had all day to throw, and then he just beat us with his legs so many times. So, like, there were definitely – it felt like that started showing its head early, but with, the Badgers kept hurting themselves. They were like those first couple of drives of theirs, they had like drive killing penalties. And so everything was going our way. It felt like Wisconsin didn't come to play. It felt like they, they were as advertised, just giving up. And then certainly a turning point, you know, I think, I think coach rule kind of denied that it was, you know, a momentum killer or whatever, but it sure, sure felt like it was on the Huskers third drive. We're moving down the field again. We're running the ball. Well, it actually felt like a more like a pretty solid game plan. We were running the ball really well. And when we did throw it, it was kind of short, high percentage throws mm -hmm. that Chubba was hitting. Everything seemed to be working. And we get to fourth and one on what the 33 yard line, Wisconsin's yeah. 33 yard line. So certainly, certainly field goal range, in my opinion. Could have tried to kick it there. Alvano's got the leg for it. We know that. I didn't hate the call to go for it. No, like, I, I didn't hate that at no. all. On the road, nothing to lose. Yep. Um you know, I heard from some fellow common fans. They didn't like the play call. Um, I'll go both ways on that. It didn't look good. It certainly didn't look good. And it felt like Wisconsin immediately had about three guys in the backfield. Yeah. Um, so part of that's just an execution issue. It wasn't at least like the $1.4 million man, Marcus Satterfield, didn't dial up some crazy, <laughs> you know, some crazy stupid <clears throat> pass that, you know, got intercepted. No, he he waited till later to pull out the crazy stupid. Yeah, big, that's right. That's right. Stuff. That's right. Uh, the big brain I have, stuff. I came. have questions about yeah, that. Yeah, the big brain stuff came later. But it also felt like, I, uh, Matty O, I don't know if you had a good vantage point from where you were in the stadium. It felt like we had like half a yard to go. Like it felt like a tush push would have been just fine right there. Yeah. Um. So that's one of those things that, you know, in the moment it was like, well, shoot. But, you know, anyway, we're playing well. And then looking back, it really, really felt like a turning point. Yeah. Or you know what? I even liked like again I, I just referenced you know going big brain later on in the second half but he did have that one good and it looked like it was called the whole way or it was a zone read but it was really it was a chubba keeper we converted that i think it was the was it the last drive maybe it we needed a third and two and chubba on the on the zone read keeper beautiful play call and he had a lead blocker out in front of him i, I would have loved to maybe see that on the fourth and one in the first half because he hadn't yeah. really he hadn't really had a like a like a true design quarterback run. He had everything up until I feel like until that point was, was, was a scramble. Um, I don't know. I would have liked to see maybe something like that, but I didn't, I, I'm like you, I didn't hate the call to go for him fourth and one from the 33. Um, I think yeah. you go, if you get that, maybe you go down and get seven and it's 21, nothing like, yeah. I mean, or I know, even, I know we give you, leads away, but 21, nothing is different than 14. Tough, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> even if you, even if you, if you convert that, and even if you pick up three or four more yards, 
you know, your odds go up of, of at least kicking the field goal there if you run into fourth down again. Right. So that was a turn. Yeah. So next, Wisconsin s- scores on the next drive. Let me just, let, I'm just going to go through this really quick we, and then we'll, we'll come back to where we are. But so fourth and one, we don't get it. That there's 10, 20, around 10 minutes left in the second quarter there. The next, here's the rest of the game. Wisconsin drive, touchdown. Nebraska, four play drive, punt. Wisconsin drive field goal. Nebraska, we at least then at the end of the half, we actually at least put a drive together Mm -hmm. and got into field goal range. And unfortunately, we missed the field goal. Um, (laughs) The entire second half, we did force a three and out right out of the shoot. Wisconsin got the ball to start the second half. We forced a three and out. Listen to this. Listen to this second half breakdown. Nebraska drive three plays, punt three and out. Wisconsin touchdown to take the lead. Ten play drive touchdown to take the lead. Nebraska, three plays, punt, another three and out. Uh, then Wisconsin had a drive. That was one of those drives where we made a fourth down stop. Like huge, yeah. two huge fourth down stops by the Blackshirts. Nebraska's next drive, total of seven plays for 16 yards, punt. Yeah. <laughs> Wisconsin gets the ball again. They put another drive together. We stop them on fourth down again. Again, defense keeping us in the game. Husker, uh, Nebraska offense gets the ball. Three plays, punt. Are are we noticing a trend here? Yes. <laughs> and 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 real quick, I'm jumping. Yep. The punts were not good either. Like the, oh. what did we average? Like what thirty four some yards or something like that per yeah, punt. One of one of them was nineteen yards. Yeah. It yeah, did, it's it terrible. Get a bad bounce and kind of roll back. But like it feels like every other team is like can figure out just how to have somebody like everybody you can find a punter now that can punt at 40 to 50 yards every time and can, and can place it. Like people are start training for this stuff very early on now, you know, Verzal, when we had him on was talking about how back in the day guys just booted it. And now there's so much more nuance to the, to the game. And we never seem to have one of those. (laughs) Um, We used to damn it. Exactly. Exactly. So we punt again. Uh, Then we, again, again, the black shirts keeping us in this thing. I know they didn't look like what we're used to, Wisconsin has a six play drive, but we force another punt, get the ball back. Where was this? Let me take a look. We get the ball back with around three and a half minutes left. Um, So I, I want to, so we'll, we'll talk through this final Husker drive. Cause I think this is the other, the two kind of the two key points that people are focusing yes. on are the first half fourth and one when we didn't get it. And then a Husker's last drive when we kicked the field goal to tie it. So I do want to, I, I want to come back though, to, our mar like our margin for error is so small, and that's why we right. focus on these single play the, the decision to right. get aggressive right. or not or just kick the field goal to tie at the end and what happened in overtime. But our margin for error is so small again because the offense is so inept. Yeah, and that comes back to the one point four million dollar man Marcus Satterfield. And this we're not going to go on this tangent again. We've we've made our position clear on this. <laughs> I honestly believe the Huskers are going to have to figure out. We can bash them in. I didn't mean we can still bash on them tonight, guys. We can bash them a little <laughs> yeah. bit. And I don't. I don't mean to like. I don't mean to go on a side sidetrack. But I do think the Huskers are going to have to figure out in the offseason. Like, if he's sticking around, then then they've got to figure something out on offense because the like you you spot you get a fourteen point lead. The D only gives up seventeen total in four quarters of regulation play on the road. To a very in a very difficult road environment to a Big Ten opponent, we've had a hard time beating historically. You've got to find a way to to score more points 
and not be in a position to be fighting for your life in the fourth quarter. You, you, you score in your first two drives to make it 14, nothing. And then we don't score again mm-hmm. until, until the last play of regulation. Yeah. yeah we score. So, like that's why the margin for like the margin for error is so small because of how many three and outs that we have, how many, you know, how many punts did, and you know, Wisconsin, they made adjustments, their defense stepped up. Obviously those guys practice too. It's not that simple, but we simply have to find a way to avoid the situations where the defense plays so well and we're, we're clinging to fighting for our life. Right. You can't, you can't go through those scoring droughts, right? No. Like it was yeah, like, it's, it's like the, I mean, I got, again, I'm going to mention the, the old heads, uh, the old head Husker fans up in my section. It was, it's 14, nothing. At least three guys said the words, I'm not kidding, step on their throats. <laughs> and I'm like, yes. Like, can we please do that? One one time. Like one time. Don't yeah. let up. Don't just foot on the gas. Yeah. Go for it. Go. And, you know, and again, and again, I feel like we're always seeing there's always a couple games a weekend or a few games a weekend where it's like, you know, oh, so and so, so and so beat this team they weren't supposed to beat by three touchdowns. Like, Oh, didn't see that one coming. Can we just be that team once? Once. Yeah. Just yeah. one time. Yeah. Well, yeah. You Cause know? you know, I thought that when I'm sitting there at the game, I'm like, God, I wonder what people watching this game that aren't a fan of either team see that see, or, or if they see that score ticker go across the screen, Oh shit. It's 14, nothing Nebraska, like midway through the first quarter. Like what the hell's going on in Madison? Like yeah. I, I love thinking about that kind of stuff. Yep. And then, and yep, then maybe exactly. they flip the game on. And they're like, "Oh, Nebraska is going to finally get it done and put one on Wisconsin," and it didn't happen. Yeah, then they see that score ticker come by later. That would be me. Oh yeah, no, no, oh my god, they lost. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so the Huskers get they force a punt. They get the ball back down three. Um, we get the ball at our own twenty with three thirty-seven left. Chubb again, like you got to give credit where credit's due after getting stuffed and, and shut down for the most part for, for most of the game, um, Chubba puts a drive together. Satterfield puts a drive together. We have to at least give him credit for that. So yeah. we get, we get down to the Wisconsin 26 yard line with a minute 35 to go. Um, I think this, this is the key series of events that, that everyone on social media is currently arguing and fighting over. Um, and you know, coach rule, I think we could say played it conservatively. All right. So one thirty-five to go. We have all three timeouts remaining. We basically run it twice and we call our first timeout with 20 seconds left. Right. Yes. And so there, think- and there was before the, when the, the prior play ended, there was 40 seconds on the clock. So we basically, we that's let right, 20 right. so seconds more go time off. off. Yeah. Right. Right. Now, I, it's to me, it's not the same situation as Maryland the week no, before. Not, not at, at all. all the same situation. Not at all. Um, and I've been ugh, again, I've been super annoyed by the chatter on that one over the weekend. Like saying, "Well, rule should have gone for the win." Kicking the field goal and giving your excellent defense the lead with a few minutes left is going for the win. At, so, like at, Maryland at is different at home. At, at home. home, yeah. yeah. So, like, of course, of course, he wanted to get in the end zone. Anyway, we talked about this last week. That's a totally different situation to me. Yeah. Like, 100%. and I look, and I like, so I say that, but also like Husker fans, you know, can't have it both ways. Like I know even knowing that Chuba, that we might take a shot or two to the end zone. That was making me nervous. Right. Yeah. 
Um, but I think there's another avenue here that you could pursue with a minute 35 left. You don't have to think about, well, we'll just take how many shots are we going to take to the end zone from the uh, 26 yard line or whatever it is. You can put to you can put together an entire you can put together an 80 yard drive in a minute and a half. So I think from that vantage point, I think you need to be thinking, what plays do we need to run to get into the end zone here? Like right. we have time for what? Probably you have time to you you have all three timeouts, so you realistically have four, five, six plays. And, you know, again, you have to get another first down or two, but you can you have time for multiple plays to get into the end zone. So I think that's the the rub that I think people are frustrated with is that they basically made the decision right then and there. We'll try to pick up a few more yards to get closer to field goal range, but we're just going to like, like, and, and maybe we'll take a shot or two to the end zone. But to me, like put together, like keep the drive going there. Like try to, try to punch it in and get a touchdown there. Knowing, knowing in the back of your mind, like let's not do anything too crazy or let's give Chubba some high percentage throws or some runs that the team you know let's not let's not set ourselves back let's not go backwards and let's not turn the ball over but you have a minute and a half try and punch it in i think that's the frustration yeah is they seem to say well we'll throw it up to the end zone once we and then rule said afterward maybe we should have given ourselves more time to do it two or three times but there's a different Mm. way to think about that entirely which is we have a minute and a half let's run our best plays and try to score a touchdown and in the meantime, hopefully, yeah. ho- hopefully we we pick up some more yards, and worst case, we kick the field goal to tie it. So I think that's what was frustrating to people. I don't, I don't. People are talking about it on Twitter as clock management. I don't really think it's clock management. I think Rule did exactly what he wanted to do. Yeah. Um. It was just that I think what people are mad about is that he took the conservative approach. I think he thought so. We so we got down. We were at the eighteen. Okay. Um. We had eight at the eighteen third and two. That, like I said, that previous play ended with 40 seconds left on the clock. So it still would be third and two. If we would have taken timeout at third and two and a 40 seconds from the 18 yard line, I'm thinking to myself, I wouldn't, with two timeouts left, I wouldn't rule out. Let's, let's run Chuba again. Let's run him twice or, yeah. or, or do it, yeah. you know, a right. little zone read, right. roll him out with one, one route, one man out on a route. And if it's not there, Chuba, run your ass off. That's what I'm thinking. Because Wisconsin was having a harder time when he when Chubb would get out on the edge, he was doing pretty He's well. Bad. He ran for yeah. over 100 yards. I know a lot of it was one run, but like I'm I'm okay with that. I'm saying, well, that- kid, you're playing your ass off. Go out there and win us the game. Be a be a baller, Matt. To your That's- point, the next the next play was a a six yard run by Chuba down to the Wisconsin 12 yard line yeah. for a first down. So let's say we did that. And there's 35 seconds left instead of 13 seconds left at that point. Yeah. And call and it, well, actually the clock and, it, and well, and also the clock stops on first downs within under two minutes to go. So you can decide if you want to call a timeout or just try to run another quick play, but let's the 35 seconds from the 12 yard line. Now we're in business again. You have all, you have time to run three plays there and try yeah. to get in the end zone. Um, so that's, that's what's I... really, that's what's really frustrating. Um, and especially like, on the road, hostile environment. You know the offense is challenged. They haven't gotten to this point hardly at all. They all get, you know, no. the two touchdowns were big plays. And so it's like, let's take advantage of this moment because I really didn't like our chances in overtime. No, I'm I'm of it. the I'm of the the school of 
play for the win in regulation if you have the ball at the end of regulation on the road. And, and like you said, especially against an opponent that we have been brutally, brutally terrible yeah. against uh, since 2011 when we joined the Big Ten. I, I, I didn't like going to overtime in Madison. Like we have history there. Uh, we talked to Westy about that. Like, yep. and there's something there, you know, I'm sitting there like, Oh God, you know, these lights look so familiar. Like I, you know, you see you, certain stadiums have different lights, Like The lighting is just like, it was, <laughs> it's almost haunting. The lighting at night in Madison just kind of gives me like the shivers. <laughs> like, I don't know what it is. And I like, I was glad, no, get me wrong. I was glad Alvano hit the kick, but I, I go back to, 40 seconds left. Get the first down. You still got 32 to 35 seconds left. You still got a timeout. Go for the win. You know, yeah. he, 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 he rule said last week, and I and I appreciated this and respected it. He said he told Satterfield, go win the game. Yeah. Where is that same mentality on the road with the ball down three? Now we're yeah. down three in Madison. We were tied against Maryland. That's why everyone was saying, kick the field goal, take the lead. Let your right, defense. right. We were down three. Like I don't know. I just I I again still completely drunk on the rule aid, but I didn't like that. I if we're gonna be the guys that say let's go win the game, play with no fear, then do it. Like yeah. don't say let's be conservative and kick the field and go to overtime. Like I didn't get that. I don't like it. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't. To me, it's not so much game management necessarily as decision gate, late game decision making, in terms of deciding, you know, are we going to be aggressive? Are we going to go for this? Are we not? And you know, we always say this, and like these guys have, you know, none of us have ever been, you know, in the arena with the headset on, having to make those decisions in real time. But it certainly feels obvious uh, to, to to when you're a fan, and especially in retrospect. Uh, the Maryland one to me was obvious. The Wisconsin one, I guess, you, it's probably a little more debatable. You know, I, I think there's a there's a reasonable argument on the side that says, kick the field goal, go to overtime, try give yourself a chance to win it overtime. That's fine. I could, I get that. I get that. But I just didn't like it. I, no, I, 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 and I know. guess I guess if you're thinking like, because I was talking to the guy next to me, and 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 he and I said he's like, what do you think he's thinking there? And he and we talked about it, and I said I, I said I think he's thinking if we don't get the third and two. We have to kick the field goal. There's too much time left for Wisconsin to go down and, and kick a field goal to win the game. That's what I like. You got you have leave 30 yeah. seconds on the clock, and yeah. that's plenty of time for them to get a decent return, throw one pass, take a timeout, and kick the field goal and beat us. Like that's the only thing I could think. Like okay, that's the only thing that makes sense to me. Um, but yeah, I, I just I didn't like it. I thought it was way too conservative. Matteo, let me ask you this: those guys you were sitting by, did you have them all? follow slash download the common fan podcast in in the moment <laughs> you know what <laughs> these guys did not really seem like the podcast type of guys okay uh, right. really, seem much more like am radio types of fellas okay. uh, I, one I guy did it. one I guy did plug it yeah one yeah. guy did have me shoulder shaking laughing uh he's about three rolls <laughs> behind me and when we, things were really rolling for us and we were on d he goes come on you fellers let's get them boys and i couldn't tell if it was his real voice or if it was like him just like making jokes um but again just a great i absolutely love nebraska fans we absolutely. are we are there you know people talk about us the way that they do for a reason um 
but you know, it, get back. We'll get back to the game. I got, I've got thoughts on all this, but um, let's move. No, on. no, share your thoughts. Go ahead. Well, no, I, I, you know what, I, I, I wanted to get, I wanted to get some spotted cow uh, to bring home. So, so me and the boys just popped by a liquor store on our way home from Friday night. We we went out to Pooley's Friday night, which was delightful, by the way. It's out not near campus. It's like five six miles from campus, but it was an awesome what, what sports bar. Okay. Awesome sports bar. All kinds. Like if you're if you're somebody that likes like all kinds of random sports memorabilia hanging on your sports bar walls and from the ceiling, your yeah. type of place. Um, yeah. all kinds of games and stuff. So, um, anyway, on our way back to the hotel from there, wanted to get some spotted cow to take home. The, the kid at the liquor store goes, "Hey, you guys from Nebraska?" I'm like, "Yeah." He goes. He says to the other guy working there, two guys. He goes. He he, he said, uh, "Are you guys in for the game?" I said, "Yeah." He goes. The other kid obviously had no clue what was going on. He goes, oh, is football a big deal here? Like, in Madison. And I'm like, what? Uh, <laughs> I wanted to be like, where the hell are you from, guy? And uh, the kid goes, he goes, oh, yeah. He goes, oh, a Nebraska fan. He's like, I'm from Minnesota, but I know Nebraska fans travel better than, like, anybody in the whole country. And yes. I was like, hell yes, man. Like, again, the kid was like, he was like, wasn't surprised at all that we drove, you know, seven, eight hours to watch the Huskers play the Badgers. And, um, but no, you know, that's just, that's our reputation. Right. And uh, I think we back it up. So. Absolutely. Well, I love that. Um, I love that you were there repping the end, repping the common fan podcast. Oh, I was going to like, I, I was just going to say, I, sh- if I meet anyone anywhere that even mentions that they once spent time in Nebraska, I'm shamelessly plugging the common fan podcast. Absolutely. I got to get better. I gotta get better. I'm like, just, just telling people that just check it out. Just check it out. I have this podcast. And hey, um, you know, I, I did, you know, um, I did kind of re-engage my, my Facebook account just for the purposes of the podcast. So I am you, taking one for a team there. I absolutely well, despise Facebook, but yeah, uh, I don't, I don't, I never, I have, I've had a Facebook account for like 15 years or whatever. I'm never on there, you know, maybe, maybe occasionally. I think, I think when each of the kids was born, I posted on Facebook and that was, that's about it. So now I'm right. like repo, yeah. repo, resharing, reposting, whatever you call it, all the common fan stuff. I'm like, and I TJ, wonder if my, I wonder if my third cousin, you know, is kind of like annoyed that I, or, or whoever, you know, all these people you're connected with are like, gosh, I haven't heard from TJ a lot. Now all he seems to share is this stuff about common fan podcast. I'm not sure what that's <laughs> yep. about. Well, there's there's like three things that you, there's like three things you do on Facebook. You check your birthday mentions, uh, you throw out, like you said, birth announcements, maybe even a gender reveal. And then if you're like 60 and above, you have to post a status about how your Facebook account got hacked. Oh, I, thought, I thought you're I thought you were gonna say something about a pyramid scheme because I've <laughs> seen some of those too. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say something about a, a wacky conspiracy theory. That I feel like too. I feel like oh you know they're saying <laughs> fill in the blank. You know they're right. now saying many, many people are saying no, I just feel like anytime I log on into that thing, it's just somebody that I know clear, you know, near and dear to my heart is uh, don't don't click on anything from me. I've been I've been hacked for the for the eighty seventh time. Uh, please, it wasn't me. It Bob, wasn't me. Quit, quit clicking on this shit. <laughs> if, you, if you get a picture of a sultry woman claiming to be me, it is not me. I am in fact sixty year old Gary. <laughs> well, it, it sounds like I don't know if it's 
just harder for the older generation or if it is really hard i know my mom has tried to like she's recognizes the problem and then it's like well I, now I, I can't log in and i've tried to change my password and now now i have multiple facebook accounts and like there's all this all this stuff but that's not me don't don't click on that one like all the all the things yeah oh yeah zuckerberg has uh, got us all by the by the chonies man who who that's knew when he was a, a, a student at harvard or wherever he went I don't think I wonder if he envisioned that like his biggest demographic of this thing would be, you know, the, the 50 to 65 year old where it was back then to where it's at right now. Yeah. Right? It started as like a, a super sexist, like let's rate, let's rate how hot women are or something like that. And now it's like now my now my grandma is just actively on Facebook. <laughs> yep. Oh, my gosh. OK, well, Huskers losing overtime. I don't think we need to belabor the point. There were there were basically four four plays of importance. Two Nebraska touchdowns. We don't get it on fourth and one, and then that series of events that we just covered at the end. Uh, obviously, <laughs> we have sound effects. Everyone, we have sound effects. Pew, pew, pew. We are so good at technology; it's unbelievable. Wow. Um, the pain continues for Husker fans, but everyone, I, I, all three common fans, by the way, Tej, Matteo, and Geoff are going to be in the house in iowa yeah baby and all all the common fans have to rally for that game we got to pull the boys across the finish line and we'll get into this we'll do plenty of postseason autopsies and whatever else i believe it would unequivocally be a successful season if we could somehow beat iowa go into the offseason having beat iowa and at six and six and go to a bowl game as we've talked about all year long that's the threshold that's a step in the right direction we still have a chance at that common fans. We've we been do. a little down in the dumps in this episode, but we still have a shot to go bowling. So let's keep focus on that this week. It's sure. Iowa week. It's Thanksgiving week. We'll have another Iowa week pod out for your enjoyment, but everyone keep focused on the Hawkeyes this week. Oh, we got to do corn cubs. Uh, don't forget, but we're trying to end it on a positive here. Yeah. Taking those Hawkeyes down. Hey, runs us work as hand warmers. It's going to be chilly on Friday. Um, get those runs as sneak the fireball shooters in if you need to. We Might need be to be loud, and and you know what? Yeah. I I don't feel like I should have to remind the the common fans about this, but there's no shame in being a 41 or older year old man <laughs> and screaming your head off at a college football game played by uh, young men that could be our sons or grandsons. We they are our guys. No shame in that. There is Absolutely. no shame. We all want them to win, so get on your feet and be loud. It, it, you know, the clapping is muffled with your gloves on, so you have to use your vocal cords. Let's go. We got. We we got to get right. that W on Friday. All right, real quick, guys. Corn cobs for the game, Matteo. Um, I'm going to go with Marcus Buford, uh, Marcus Buford Jr. to be exact. Um, the kid, you know, I, I just feel really happy for him. I know he had had a bad injury towards the end of last season. Didn't come out, you know, I think, what is this, his second or third game? I don't know exactly, but led the team in tackles, 10 total tackles and had one hit where he just annihilated a guy. Um, so Marcus Buford Jr. gets my corn cob. Welcome back, kid. Oh yeah, nice. uh, it played a heck of a game. Geoff, you're going to go last again because for the second week in a row, you have a great uh, and a unique one. Uh, I'm going to yeah. go with Chuba. Yeah, um, heck yeah, of a game by Chuba. I hope we get more of the story 
as to why he hasn't been given more of a look. I know he's dealing with the injury, and I think that's what kept him out, especially after Sims went down. It sounds like he he wasn't even he couldn't even it wasn't an option for him to play at that time. But I am curious to know a little bit more of that story. That's absolutely, in my opinion, the best quarterback play we've had all season. Yes, we'll, I'm sure we'll spend so much time dissecting it in the off season, but there's going to be a serious conversation. I think you got to go to the portal and see what you can find there regardless uh, yep. of the quarterback position. But I think Chuba absolutely after sort of being an afterthought for the last couple of years, absolutely put himself in the conversation for next year as well. Almost yep. brought home the win in Madison. So, so Chuba Chuba gets a, a, my corn cob. Yeah, hats off to Chuba. That was awesome. Can we, can we call him Chuba? Because I'm really liking how Gus Johnson liked. I can't not call him Chuba now after that. Like that's just what I hear in my head. And and Bo Maybe Ricker. We were, yeah. Bo Ricker. <laughs> um, corn cob. I'm not gonna go with the player again. I'm gonna go with Matty O and the family. Actually. Oh God, Jeff. I mean, you tear up here. More that's, specifically, that's I mean, you spent you spent over 16 hours in a car ride with two young children. So for that alone, I think you deserve a corn cob. But you represent the Huster Nation well. Shout out to Philip and Matthew Jr. I mean, oh. you've got to experience more football highlights than I ever did as a young kid growing up. So kudos to them and your dad. He's awesome. They're taking good care of you. And thanks for representing the Husker Nation, Matteo. We love you. Yeah, love too, we Jeff. love you. And what uh thanks, boys. What what's the car smell like right now? Oh God. It smells like uh boiled eggs. Socks. Uh, <laughs> socks. Smells like definitely smells like feet. Both boys take their shoes off in the back oh, seat. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. uh we took my car, so it was a little bit more cramped than the, taking the SUV. Uh, but we got to leave that for mama. But I frequently had to be like, guys, could you put your feet down? Because they had them right, <laughs> right up on the center console where I usually like to rest my elbow when I get into that relaxed mode and the cruise control's on. Uh, yep. So a few times had to like shove their feet off of there. Like, now, get, your, did get they, your feet back. Rust, did they both, rust your did feet. They, did they both ride in the back seat then? Nobody rode shot? Oh, yeah. No. I, Matthew yeah. Jr. not. I mean, around town, I'll let him ride up front with me. But, uh, you know, when we're on the interstate, uh, I, I still just feel more comfortable having the big guy. So we talked about this, too. and We didn't get to cover it on the pod. So briefly, what snacks did you guys go with on the road? Because oh, we've already okay. I just want, I'm curious. Just enlighten me. I want to know what you guys had. We because didn't snack a lot on, on the snacks. way up. We did stop at Mickey D's in Des Moines on the way out there for uh, for some lunch. Mm. Um, on the way back, we did, um, I did acquiesce to the boy's request of getting a slice of Casey's pizza on the oh. way home. So I said, Hey, oh, everybody yeah. gets a slice of Casey's pizza and a bag of chips or popcorn or pretzels. <laughs> uh, so we each got a slice of Casey's. I went with flaming hot munchies. Uh, nice. you haven't had munchies. Oh, delicious. Uh, fantastic snack. It's Doritos, uh, Cheetos, rolled gold pretzels. And sun chips, um, All the, flaming, the flaming hot variety is, of course, is the same as the flaming hot Cheetos. Um, got a real kick to it. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well, there's roll. nothing, there's nothing worse than like stopping at the gas station, and because you've been in it, you don't realize it. So you get out, everybody goes to the bathroom, you get your snacks, you get your water, whatever, and you get back in the car, and it just smells like feet and breath. <laughs> Yeah, and, uh, it really and, is. You know, uh, who bought the sour cream and onion chips? Like chips, yeah. <laughs> Food of some sort that no longer sound, smells appetizing. But then after like five minutes, you you've sort of adapted to it and you don't notice it again. Oh, absolutely. I was the, I was the noxious uh, air you're breathing in. I was hesitant to 
uh, acquiesce to the Casey's pizza because the last time uh, Philip wasn't with us, it was Matthew Jr. and I took him to uh, Cardinals uh, Cardinals game in St. Louis for his birthday uh, present. And the on the trip back, we stopped for a breakfast slice of Casey's breakfast pizza. And the genius decided he was also going to get a cinnamon and toast crunch milk to go with his Casey's breakfast pizza. <laughs> so he hit great. a little bit of a winding highway on the way back to Lincoln. And he informed me he was going to throw up. Oh. And <laughs> oh, even great. though I had pulled over the car and opened his car door, he went ahead and just threw up on the car floor in the back seat. <laughs> so, okay. you know, me bending and saying, okay, fine, we'll get the Casey's pizza. I'm like, but you're getting a Gatorade this time. No, yeah. no CTC milk. For no you, dairy. So. No dairy, no dairy for the love of God. <laughs> All right, common fans, uh, keep an eye out for a very special uh, Thanksgiving slash Iowa week pod. Oh, oh, oh. Iowa, yeah, buddy. really excited about that one. And guys, we're gonna end it on a positive note. Come on, baby, show up, Husker Nation. I know, I know you don't. We don't need to tell you this. We know you're gonna be there. All three common fans will be there. We are. Let's go pull, help pull the boys across the finish line. Let's finish this thing out. We can still reset the narrative of this season. We can still control our destiny here as far as getting to a bowl game. One more. And we just got to figure out how to beat Iowa. It'd be two consecutive wins over Iowa. Get us to six and six. Get us to a bowl game. We are all united. We are all this week. We're all united in this in this task this week. Get it for those seniors, man. That's right. This guy's been through a lot. Thank you, as always, Common fans. We'll be back to you soon. GBR for life.